Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. We just had the best video to start this week's AEW Dynamite. It made you feel like every single story was a big deal. Got me all pumped. Look at me jumping around. Also, hello everyone. Welcome to Ups and Downs for AEW Dynamite. And here's the rest of the week. Obviously, we're going to do this right now. Then there's Smack It Down. Then there's Crown Jewel. Then it's Back to Raw. Then it's NXT. And it just keeps on going and going and going and going and going and going and going. So, what I'm going to ask you to do right now is go and watch all the ups and downs. Make me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. But for now, let's UD's AEW. Now, we cut to ready for Kate right at the start of this week's show. And she was chatting to the champ, MJF. Of course, he has to find three partners for the evening. And he had a list of the roster. He's like, well, I'm just going to go through this and try and find somebody that's not an asshole. He also wanted to go to his best buddy, Adam Cole, for advice, which he did. Because he gave him a video call. And there Adam was. And he was like, well, I actually think you should consider Samoa Joe. Maxwell was a bit like, yeah, I don't know. Why did he ring him? MJF then went off to consider this because Adam Cole was still on the screen. Roderick Strong and his guys walked in. They were like, we all know that Maxwell is the devil. Don't you agree, Adam? He's like, man, you guys, you're such a bunch of buffoons. And he left. The devil person then appeared on the camera for you a few seconds. And I just like this because I don't know who it's going to be. And I like the mysterious nature of it. And in fact, let's play a little game. Go into the comments and tell me who you think the devil person is going to be. Obviously, the funnier the better. So if anybody says Hacksaw Jim Duggan, ho, you win. Still, good start. I mean, mostly let's just hope that it's not like a Vince McMahon type. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. When we got an absolute banger. I really felt there was something special to this too, because it was Orange Cassidy versus Claudio Castagnoli. And on that there internet, in the deepest, darkest corners, you get some idiots who are like, oh man, I don't like Orange's gimmick. Or you get more buffoons who are like, oh man, Claudio, he doesn't know how to talk even though neither of these things are true. And they went out there, and they just totally smashed it. It was a match of the night. It was for the international title too, which has become a really important belt. Do you know what Claudio did at the start here? He grabbed Orange, and he just threw him around like he was nothing. Which is kind of true, he is just a piece of fruit. Castignoli also did this amazing tilt-a-whirl backbreaker into a gut buster. And that was like a science lesson for me. I didn't know oranges had guts or that they had backs. Cassidy then started to use his mind games when he was just rolling around the place. And that did work because he grabbed Claudio and threw him into Rita the ring post. When he decided to do some dives. That was a terrible idea because after one of them, Claudio grabbed him out of midair and threw him into Barry Barricade. Now, of course, rest in peace to Barry. And usually this upsets me. But it was such an impressive test of strength. I was just like, well done, Claudio. Well done. Like I was at some weird party. He also then quite literally grabbed Orange Cassidy by the head and suplexed him back into the ring. I was like, man, this guy ain't human, which makes this even more confusing because here I am watching a match 
and neither person comes from this planet. Hook and Wheeler you were then started to get into it because they were at ringside and when they were sent to the back they got into a proper fight which is when Cassidy was able to hit a DDT on the outside but by this point his back was totally ruined and he started to get in trouble. Ruh -roh. We then went right into the wrestling tennis because we got the stun dog millionaire, we got the big swing and we got the sharpshooter and even though Orange Castle tried to wiggle wriggle his way out of this, Claudio Castagnoli just applied the ring of sands. At this point, I was like, man, you know what? I don't care who wins. I'm just having such a good time. They were then ducking and dodging everybody's moves. And once again, I didn't know what direction it was going to head. When Castagnoli went for the Sagat uppercut, so he threw Orange up into the air. And basically, when he came back down, he hit the Hurricane Rana and turned it into the most devastating move in all our spots entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And he got the one, two, three. So that we bring down the counter and it goes up by one. But I ain't going to moan about that. It's one of the most creative finishes I have seen in ages. Ah. John Moxley must have been waiting for the wings too, because he just zoomed out here and he beat the absolute piss out of Orange Cassidy until Claudio Castagnoli dragged him off. Then he cut a promo later too saying, you stole my thunder and you stole my limelight, so I'm going to whoop you at full gear. And who doesn't want to see that fight again? Oh, I don't. Oh, you shut up. MJF was then backstage and he knocked on Kenny Omega's door when Chris Jericho answered and just slammed it right in his face. I was like, that was really rude. And they got even worse for the champ because Wardlow teleported in. He just grabbed him and he put him up against a wall and he started shouting, you took everything from me. So when you least expect it, I'm going to take everything from you. So I suppose MJF will be in the shower. So he has basically become a Star Wars villain and this is when the Acclaim walked in. If I was Friedman, I'd be super mad. I'd be like, where were you 10 seconds ago? They, of course, wanted a scissor and team with MJF later, but he was having none of this. And he walked off. This is when AEW went crazy, because I hadn't seen this announcement. But from nowhere, the Ring of Honor six-man titles were on the line. I mean, what the flub is happening? So what's the Mogul Embassy taking on the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page, who are the champions? And essentially, we got a title switch here. And also, maybe, just maybe, Matt and Nick Jackson are about to go heel. This is totally nuts. Now, of course, the action was great, because this lot is incapable of doing anything other than this. And really, it was the story here, because halfway through, Swerve and Prince Nana just walked out. And because he had done a home invasion, Swerve Strickland was going, oh, houses, let's talk about houses, which he enjoys doing anyway. Now, somebody made a good point. Last week, we did not introduce the crime counter when Swerve broke into somebody's abode and basically threatened their kid. So, yes, it does go up by one. I don't know how I missed that. It's one of the most obvious ones yet. This cowboy was so mad about this, he ran after Swerve and they got into some fisticuffs in the back. I can't lie, because I'm a bit of a nerd. I was laughing, because I was like, wait a minute. Hangman Adam Page had his family threatened and his house broken into, and he still turned up to work to do a six-man tag. The thing is, though, it meant Brian Cage, the owner, and Khan had the three-on-two advantage. They hit that crazy powerbomb combo thing, and they pinned the Young Bucks for the one-two-three. And they won the championships, and I just stared off into the distance. Especially because we then did cut to the back and we saw Hangman and Swerve getting into it. When we came back to the ring, Matt Jackson especially was so mad, he basically started to tear up the ringside area. So something is definitely brewing here. It does make this whole thing far more interesting. Let's be obvious. The Elite didn't need to be the Ring of Honor six-man tag tag team super whoopa dooba trios champions or whatever you want to call about it. If they are going to go bad guy, just kind of feel like they should go after the tag titles, but who the hell knows. But this left me intrigued. It hit my intrigue gland up. We were back with MJF after this. 
and it looked like he was about to go into Samoa Joe's locker room. He tricked us though, because he walked past and he found Darby Allens instead, and he got a piece of paper and he wrote emo bitch on it. He stuck it on the door. That is the most immature thing I've ever seen. I really, really laughed. The claim then arrived again, so they were clearly stalking this guy, and they had a sign of their own, and it said, why don't you pick us? But Maxwell clearly did not want to do this, so once again, he walked out of camera. Just gotta say, I love a show-long storyline. It ticks my boxes. And it was Adam Copeland time after this. Still feels like such a big deal. Tony Schiavone invited him to the ring because he did want to have a chat, and Adam Copeland admitted, yeah, Last week, not only did the legend Sting get in my face, but so did the future of wrestling Darby Allen. I mean, it's true. In many, he'd been thinking about whether or not he should become their third partner at the Full Gear pay-per-view. Before he could give us an answer, out came Christian Cage, out came Luchasaurus, and out came Nick Wayne, which meant chaos was about to ensue, especially because Christian is basically Dr. Robotnik. He made it very clear that Sting ain't going to make it to no AEW revolution because he's going to retire him at full gear when he said to Adam, listen, bro, if you do team with them, don't forget, I know you've got a broken neck. I will break it again. I will leave you in a wheelchair to the point when your kids look at you, they'll just see drool coming out of your mouth. This cage, he totally unhinged. He then sent the dinosaur and his boy to whoop Adam's ass, and while he tried to fight them off, it didn't work. And just when he was about to get concertoed, obviously out came Sting and Darby Allen. Once again, I was like, dudes, you really, really late? Paul Copeland is basically dead. How Darby joined in here too, I don't know, because he's basically broken. And of course, the big twist was, in this moment, Adam Copeland realized, wait a minute, Christian was about to break my skull, and he threatened to re-injure my neck, so as Cage turned around, he gave him the big spear, and there you go, there's your full gear match. And look, we only have a couple of weeks left before we do get here, so it was the right time to pull the trigger. And I bet when we do get to Revolution, or maybe even World's End in December, we do Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage. That gets me excited in my tootsie toes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? 
a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. When we got the big Tony Khan announcement, because he was backstage with Nigel McGuinness, and maybe I'm to blame here, maybe I set my expectations too high, but essentially he said, hey, Wembley was good this year, we're doing Wembley again next year, and tickets will be on sale on the 1st of December. You can also use the code AEW Wembley 2024 to get early access at some point. And look, that was it. Now, I don't think we need to get too carried away here, because AEW doing Wembley twice is a massive deal. I can't lie, I have to be honest with my feelings. It did feel like the law of diminishing returns. But I don't think Tony Khan gets enough credit because look, you can go back to like 2018 when there was no competition. Wrestling was so laborious, or at least at times it was. But yeah, I don't think you can hype up ticket announcements too big. Unless it's like tickets for wrestling on the moon. So we do have to give it a down. Look, it's a minor down, I'm already over it. But I saw the reaction and some people got in touch with me. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. When Matt Menard and Angelo Parker were taking on Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, this made me so damn joyful. Because I just love to see Cool Hand, Ange and Daddy Magic in this kind of scenario because they'd come so far, although you already know the deal here. While they did get some offense in, Jericho and Omega basically whooped their ass. Don Callis was also on commentary here as we revealed that Carl Fletcher has joined the family, even though he kept losing, and he dressed an all suave now. I hope we give him a big push. We also got the mega tease when Daddy Magic just whammed Chris Jericho right in the head, but he was able to kick out of the one-two. When Angelo Parker got this back, he swacked it at Chris's head, and he did this right in front of the referee. Now, he did miss, hit the Judas effect, one, two, three. But as a bit like, well, if this is the rules of wrestling, it means you can get a gun, just start pulling the trigger, and as long as you don't hit anyone, nobody gonna care. It was all leading to another angle though, because Don Callis started walking to the ring going, man, you guys are absolute morons, and I hate you, so I wanna do a street fight soon. And Kenny Omega was like, well, we will do a street fight, but you know who else still hates you? It's Coach Rabushi, so he's gonna join in as well. And Don Callis was like, ha ha, you're still a man down. So Chris Jericho was like, well, I told you, as big as powerhouse Will Hobbs is, I know somebody bigger, and who came out to the top of the stage? Da, 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 da. It was Paul White. Damn. Fletcher's big plan was to run at him, so he got hit with the knockout punch. Look, I don't get particularly excited about this. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't have done it. But I am going to use my brain and remember the past. This is how I felt when Jeff Jarrett got brought in, and I was totally, totally wrong. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cross my arms, and I'm going to wait and see. Also, it is going to be an eight-man tag street fight, so I bet he can do something really impressive. And don't sleep on Paul White. He has had an amazing career. Imagine the first time you went to wrestling training, somebody said, you're going to be in this business for like 25 years and become a world champion multiple times. You would be a pleased panda. So I am going to give it an up. I just think it will be pretty, pretty fun. Well, Kate was then going to chat to Chris Jericho after this, but she wasn't able to because Matt Jackson burst into the locker room and this dude was really, really mad. He didn't want to get over dramatic, but seriously, why did the elite even get back together if they're not going to have each other's backs? And what is this prick Chris Jericho doing in their damn locker room? I mean, he hasn't forgotten what Le Champion did to their dad years ago, and I love that. I love when we tie in the wrestling past to the wrestling present, when he told Omega he's just another Don Callis type, and it's a matter of time before he betrays thee. So now I am really wondering what the Young Bucks are going to do next. It kind of feels like it's going to be them versus Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, and that would be a Fabu match. This is absolutely going to get an up. 
I just wanted to go on the internet and write about it. When we got just a little bit of confusion. But it was Sheeta versus Willa Nightingale for the AEW Women's title. And yes, this was 2 plus 2 equals potato stuff. Because we had a number one contendership match on Friday. Abaddon won that. She tried to win the title and lost on Saturday. And then you get to Wednesday and Willow just has a shot regardless. Now, I didn't actually pick up on this. But once again, a few people sent it to me. I stood there. I'm like, yes, I can't come up with a reason for that. And it's probably those little things you do need to tidy up. Once again, it ain't a big deal. Who really cares? But I understand it's got to get it down. The good news is, though, the match... I thought it was bloody brilliant. I mean, it started with Willow just being powerhouse 9000 as she shoulder tackled Sheeta when the champion came back with the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the flying crossbody. Nightingale then came back with the biggest of boots and nailed Sheeta with a spine buster. And that must have pissed everybody off. They just started smacking each other in the face. Willow then went for the Avalanche DVD, but she got Avalanche Falcon Arrowed instead. And we didn't even get a one-two-oo here. We got a one-oo or one-woo, whatever you would call it, because she did kick out and everybody went, yeah. She then did get a DVD for a proper one-two-oo when she was going to go for the bomb of power. But all of a sudden, Sheeta reversed that. Given that Nightingale was on her knee, she cracked her with a knee of her own and she got the one-two-three. Look, I don't think Willow Nightingale should be losing matches, but this was so damn good, I don't even care giving it an up. They shook hands afterwards because friendship, when it got even better as Tony Storm arrived, Sheeta is clearly done with this nonsense, especially because Luther was trying to give her a shoe, so she just attacked her and they brawled to the back. It kept on going crazy because the lights went out and when they came back on, Julia Hart returned and she too wanted to shake the hands with Willow, but when she said no, Sky Blue arrived, she pretended that she was going to miss Nightingale in the face, turned around and went and did it to Julia Hart instead. Now, of course, Julia was really mad. Nobody wants to be spat in the face. Now, look, I do want to make it clear that I love these guys and I love that we're doing this angle and I cannot wait to see where it's going to go. But actually, when I searched my feelings once again, I was a bit annoyed because I wanted Sky Blue to turn heel. I thought that'd be far more interesting. Well, it doesn't mean that we can't do that at some point, so I will wait and see. But yeah, keep doing things with all of these people. They are cooking. The Acclaim then found MGF once again and was like, look, your match is next, dude. You're going to have to pick us. When we had a wonderful moment, because Max like, look, there's one more team I do have to ask. And he turned around and there was Jeff Jarrett's crew. They were like, way, <laughs> we'll help you, MJF. And that's when he finally made up his mind. Before all that, too, the acclaimed had given him a trash bag and said, well, if you do join us, you have to wear these clothes. I was like, why are you giving it to him in a trash bag when we had one last tease? Because Roderick Strong and his guys were talking to Adam Cole once again, they were like, man, MGF didn't even ask for our help. And Cole once again was like, you're ruining my life. And he left him alone. So, of course, this did mean that MGF was going to team with the acclaimed Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, and Daddy Ass. And to appease them, I suppose, he came out wearing pink gear. Now, he wasn't happy about it, but it's these little things that I love so much. Now, he still refused to high-five Max Caster before this, so this is continuing. Juice Robinson, Jay White, and the Guns thought that was really good. And the story of this match is Jay White wanted nothing to do with Maxwell, Jake, and Freeman. I mean, even if they were in the same personal space, he was going to run away. Billy Gunn soon got the warm tag, and somehow this mother Hubbard turned 60 years old, so happy birthday to him, and what a specimen he is. And after he had done some damage, we got the proper hot tag to MJF, and he too went wild. Jay then legged it straight away, so I was chuckling again. And honestly, when he hit the kangaroo kick, this entire place went crazy. 
So you tell me Maxwell Jacob Freeman doesn't know what he's doing. He totally does. The thing was, though, by this time, the whole match had broken down, though, meaning Max was basically fighting Juice Robinson and the guns all at once, which is why when he did get distracted, but it was a fine distraction, because if you are in the match, you're allowed to do some distracting, he turned around. This is when Jay White decided he did want to fight. He hit the Blade Runner, and he pinned Max for the one, two, three, and it was clean as a whistle. <laughs> Whatever that means. So I just thought this was the best way to set up Full Gear because I still don't think Jay is going to win, but he just proved that he can. And by the time everybody had cleared the ring, he got the title. He was like, man, Maxwell, I'm going to hit you right in the head. He tried to do this too, which is when Max Caster was back. And my word, he got in the way for his friend. And he took this horrendous bump. His head went right into the floor. The acclaim were then here to clear the ring. This is when, even though Caster was dead, he was like, scissor me, Max, scissor me. And Friedman wasn't going to do it. When Daddy Ass grabbed him, was like, listen, you mother hubbard, you flummoxed idiot. We have done so much for you, so you're going to scissor this man and you're going to like it. I suppose at this point, MJF did see sense. They did do the big four-way scissor and everybody was sent home happy. While that is a crazy sentence to say, sometimes you do just want to feel warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. That's exactly what happened here. It also left me with the impression that when Maxwell does defend his Ring of Honor tag team titles, Max Caster could be his partner. So we're basically substituting him for Adam Cole. I actually think that's really smart. That's good forward planning. So all of this getting an app. Which brought us to the end of AEW Dynamite. And I thought it was a decent show. I think next ones will be better as we do get closer to full gear. But the absolute best part is that so many people are gunning for the world title. I mean, you would do that in real life. So why wouldn't you do it in a fictional one? Up. Now, please leave me a comment below and remember to not only let me know what you thought about AEW Dynamite, but who the flub is the devil. We need to figure this out when you click the video on the screen. It's ups and downs for NXT, which has made its grand return. Then you go to whatculture.com and make sure you come follow us on social media when you have a lovely little day, because that's what life is all about. I shall bid you adieu, but I will see you very, very soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.